0: Na festa de Cajazeira, Mané Beleza chegou Atravessou a porteira, pro mato rosa levou Beijou na mão no cangote, danou-se rosa beijar E nem metade eu contei, nem mais eu posso contar E nem metade eu contei, nem mais eu
1: posso contar
0: Mané Beleza chegou, de uniforme engomado De Mestre mestrolito na praça o Rio dobrado Mané grudou na menina, grudou de não mais largar E nem metade eu contei, nem mais eu posso contar E nem metade eu contei, nem mais eu posso contar Pegaram Mané beleza, de emboscada no incó Deram nele de chibata, deram nele de cipó Cortaram dele um braço, se danaram a cortar. E nem metade eu contei, nem mais eu posso contar. E nem metade eu contei, nem mais eu posso contar. Mané, beleza, feliz, morando na Guanabara. Já é outro seu pensamento, já é outra sua cara Já pinta os olhos de azul e vai lá deu pra dançar E nem metade eu contei, nem mais eu posso contar E
1: nem metade eu contei, nem mais eu posso contar
2: Well, I deleted all items. Digging in the crates. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: uh, you're listening to Ink Studs, and my guest uh, today is uh, Tom Van Dusen. Uh, Tom has generously taken time from him in a... You're here with your lady? Yeah. Up in Vancouver. You guys took the Bolt bus. We took the Bolt bus. Extra leg room. Uh, it was not bad. There was nobody in it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was fantastic. I guess it's a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, did you have, the, was the Wi-Fi working?
3: Um, you know, I didn't really use it at all, but we, we, uh, my girlfriend and I just got, um, Game Boy DS, 3DS, so we just played some puzzle game that she had on it the entire time. i really into video games lately. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new thing. I,
2: uh, can't, you know, the last time I played a video game, I was, I got my girlfriend a Dragon Age game. huh And then I just played it. Okay. And I hadn't played video games in years. And then I just played her game. And then she didn't want to play it because I kind was of... Was it on forward. a console? Yeah, on an Xbox 360. Okay. This is,
3: I only have the Game Boy, but I'm thinking... It, it's much more fun than comics, I'm just thinking. Maybe just go in that direction, competitive gaming. That would be good. Yeah, yeah.
2: How, how are you with energy drinks?
3: Oh, golly. I'd love a yeah, sponsorship. I'd wear, <laughs> <laughs> I'd wear a monster
2: shirt, absolutely. I was drinking a monster earlier today. Yeah, you're big on those. I had to quit. I uh, my life um doesn't allow me for enough quiet time.
3: Yeah. Have you ever had a Viso? Viso. Uh yeah, they make them in Portland. Um, it's uh it's three hundred milligrams of caffeine. I think a typical. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're intense. Uh and it it, it's the the label makes you think it's still wholesome and organic, and then it has like a big red warning label that says like you will
2: die. You know, I
3: used to uh when I I used I used to work a job uh six a.m. to two p.m. And I'd I'd wake up at five thirty, go to work, and then come home, t- uh, sleep for uh, you know two or three hours, uh, go for a run, and then drink a visa at like eight p.m., stay up till two a.m. Go to sleep for three hours. <laughs> I did that for about two years.
2: <laughs> so, uh, that was a, that was rough stuff. Um, I I do wish I drank less energy drinks. I think, uh, and I actually stopped drinking caffeine for a while a couple oh, years really? ago. And then it's just the last year's been so chaotic, and it's just like, I just needed to keep going. No, I, just,
3: I like the labels. I think the labels on, like, a rock star, and a lot of tribal stuff I think is pretty neat. I like it when they have, like, uh, embossed logos.
2: Oh, yeah. And when it has kind of a texture to it. Well, the funny thing is, is, like, I think I enjoy energy drinks more than I enjoy booze. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. It's fucked up. It's like I've got lots of scotch at <laughs> home. What are your priorities, home. buddy? <laughs> i got lots of scotch at home, but if someone gave me, a, like, a case of Rockstar horchata... Huh. Can you drink more than one? Like, more than one, like, tall can? In a day? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I try not to. That's... Sometimes I'll have, like, a, a Coke or something later in the day if I've had an energy drink. Okay. But, yeah, I try not to do two in a day because that's... I don't need to have a heart attack. I no. I already had a stroke. I, I, re- I, re-
3: <laughs> yeah, really. I, I, uh, I, I, I quit because uh, I realized that uh, I, I, w- I would drink them and then, you know, I'd work really fast, but then I kind of like took note of my heartbeat, was yeah. like, you know, so I just was like, this is not, probably not good for no. me. So, and uh, my, my girlfriend was the first one to notice it and she was like,
2: you are really drinking a lot of energy drinks. <laughs> well, the funny thing is I- like, you always seem to be pretty peppy. I'm a peppy guy. Yeah, so you don't really need... I don't think you need the energy drinks, do you? <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee now. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's just... That's just mainline
3: that. Keep yeah, yeah, it. I, I, yeah, I'm trying to cut back on that, too. Um, but, yeah, I like to be really awake. Um, I like to... You know, I, I get tired in the afternoon. I, uh, you know, I work a full-time job.
2: I like how this is kind of turning just into a... Just energy drink therapy talk. Therapy. Yeah, this energy. talk, yeah. Just caffeine talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh did I mention what your book is? I don't think I did. Uh, no. We just got right into the <laughs> uh, Tom's new book from uh, Kilgore Books out of Denver is Scorched Earth. Oh, it's uh, actually I think he lives in like the Washington DC area now. Um, oh. the, the
3: store is still there, but uh, Dan Stafford runs the publishing arm of it now. Um, I don't think he's affiliated with the bookstore anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, so, so like, he carried he, the name.
2: He used to work at the bookstore then. Yeah, he used to be then... like
3: he used to own it and he, oh. he sold it when he moved. And, uh, yeah, now he lives in, like, Washington, D.C. Right next to, like he, like, he, like, lives right next to SPX. so. Oh, okay. I, I think uh, um, his wife works in the government or something, I don't really know. But, yeah, great guy. Love
2: Dan, love Dan Stafford. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, it's a really nice book. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no, he put it together nicely, and um, I think it's nice for you, probably, to have, like, the full spine book.
3: Yeah, well, I I used to publish it as two comics from Poochie Press, and uh, it's got about thirty extra pages in it that uh, that are kind of newer stories. It's pretty funny how like the the jump and drawing style because there's yeah. the uh, well, the whole book is pretty funny. Like when I was first starting it, I was trying to use a brush and stuff, and so it's it's it, you can pretty much see my pro- both books. You can kind of
2: see like you know an embarrassment of progress, you know. <laughs> that. Uh, the other book we should mention is uh, your self-published "Eat, Eat, Eat," yeah, which I think has been also published as a regular comic, and as a mini comic.
3: Oh, it started as a mini comic. Yeah, I, was, it took, uh, I did those two, those two minis, and then I was like, ah, it's old work. I'm not gonna finish it." But I had the story written, and then someone told me to finish it. and I was like, "Well, all right," and uh, I, uh, I so like that one has also that one took me four years to finish. Uh, it's like the second comic book I ever did. Wow um so those those uh, those early panels in there are some of the first like comic panels I ever drew that's a long um, like a, yeah <laughs> it's like I was using like a rapidograph and like doing kind of obsessive cross hatching and I don't know, I, you know. <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing to look at those drawings, but you know some it, you know you're you're embarrassed by your own work, but other people look at it and it's like, that's eh, fine, you know
2: Yeah. it's it's a process you know, and it's kind of neat when you see that like. Oh, I
3: love, like, I mean, when I see it, like, in, like, the Happy Clown, it's those early panels in there, it's like, wow, man, it's, like, his style, he was just refining it and refining it, and then you look at his stuff now, and it's
2: like, holy smokes, like. Just boiled right down to the lines. Yeah, 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 exactly. People, it, I love that about Chester stuff, like, people don't really talk about, I think the Merriweb isn't as boiled down as Paying For It was. Oh,
3: that's a bit much, the Paying For It, uh, That's,
2: like, so stark. Yeah. so clinical. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how do you tell people apart? It's just like, very basic like outfit differences. Like yeah. Seth has a hat, and like uh, and like Joe Matt has a bit of a like a higher forehead, or like it's
3: just, it's yeah, it's, it is very specific things. But you can instantaneously. I mean, if you if you read those guys' comics for all those years, those, the Toronto Three, uh, yeah. autobiographical cartoonists. <laughs>
2: um. Now you. I think I first heard of you because I think you were interning for Zach Sally at one. Point. Oh well, yeah. You sent um, me an email like you should interview Zach or something. Oh, did I?
3: Oh gosh, yeah. Um, that was, I interned at Fanagraphics for about like two years. I, I interned under Jack. I wasn't trying to get a job or anything. I just really liked hanging out there, like uh, like Tony Ong, just hanging out with him all day, and Alexa uh, Canings. Uh, I really liked those people. I like Jack too. And it was and Jason Miles, he, he's a bundle of energy, I like that guy. Yeah. Um, it was it was just fun to hang out there, and you know, I when I I, I had just moved to Seattle, so I didn't really have a ton of friends yet, and um, it was kind of exciting to you know intern. I was just getting into comics too, so, and then Jack was like, oh, do you want to do publicity for Zach's book? I was like, sure. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, so you're doing it out of the Fanta office? Um, sort of. Yeah. I I I, uh, uh, I I did a lot at home yeah um but uh, I hope I did an okay job for Zach you know I really didn't I I I tried my best I didn't I I didn't know quite what I was doing yet and I you know and after doing that and uh, then publishing that icorn book I kind of realized that like publishing isn't for me you know it's (laughs) it's kind of like especially marketing part part of it it's a lot of packaging and bugging people
2: it's it takes
3: a certain temperament Jack has the temperament.
2: Jack is excellent yeah. at her job. Yeah, she we sure should is. Say Jack Cohen. Yeah, from the, Fan of graphics the, Books. I don't know what her job title is now.
3: Um, I
2: think it's just head of publicity. Uh, she's fantastic. She's a great person. Uh, and she's actually been pushing me to interview for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah, she's like, Tom. Oh, that's sweet. You should up Tom's stuff. You should interview him. Oh. So, Jack, I hope you're happy. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> um, so how did you kind of get connected with those folks then? Like well, um, yeah, I,
3: you know, I uh, I went to school for printmaking in Buffalo, uh, and uh, I moved here just kind of on a whim. I had a friend in the Pacific Northwest, and uh, I liked it, so I moved. And, you know, in college I had read, like, uh, Jimmy Corgan, and I uh, collected those Crazy Cat collections. I always liked comics, you know. Yeah. But uh, I didn't really actively, I didn't grow up reading, you know. Like superhero stuff or anything like that, and uh, but you know I, I knew the name fanographic so when I moved out here, I saw there was a store, and I went to the store, and you know Larry Reed at all that guy, what a <laughs> that guy that guy schooled me, uh, he he uh, he like pulled out. Who all are these, you? Yeah, he pulled all these raws. Oh, you're
2: interested in
3: raw, huh? And, and he,
2: uh, did he, I tell pl- you about the time? Yeah,
3: Ercole <laughs> <he> Vane, knew him. <laughs> uh, uh, no, 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 you? no no no. His buddy Kurt. His buddy Kurt. Yeah. Larry's about the just about the sweetest guy in the world, and he, he, he really took time out. He didn't. I was just some like tweedy kid that came into the store, and uh, and you know I, I I acted interested in like weirdo and raw, and he was super psyched, and he pulled out all these old raws and showed them to me, and uh, I used to go I I would just drive down to the Fanographic store and uh, blow about 40 bucks a week there, just buying all sorts of different books and getting... I got super into comics, and mm-hmm. then uh, I started to go to, like, a uh, a uh, drawing night in, in uh, Cafe Racer in Seattle. Uh, it's kind of a... Uh, it's a cafe bar in Seattle that is a big cartoonist hangout place. Mm-hmm. That's where they, Max Klotfeld does, like, Dune. At the time, they, there was a thing there called Bureau of Drawers. Everyone was crazy about the name, <laughs> but I met, like, you know, Sophia Now?
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I met Sophie, and uh, and she encouraged me to uh, apply to the marketing internship at fanographics, So I did, nice. and yeah, it, uh, I I met a lot of people. That was a really uh, that was a smart thing for me to do, mm-hmm. in in retrospect.
2: Sophie's pretty fantastic. Oh, she's she's great. Yeah, yeah. the
3: only person that kind of boiled down her style.
2: Yeah, but it just it speaks so well to like. Her writing mm-hmm like, absolutely
3: yeah. yeah she's been doing really good good uh, online stuff lately so I'm glad I'm glad she's she's found an outlet yeah sort very like uh, do, I think uh, doing the nib yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah no, she's very smart and she's someone that we shall be happy is making comics I think she really adds a lot mm-hmm absolutely but you on the other hand you come from a whole different area mm-hmm. than, uh, than these, these, these fine folks are talking about doing Oh yeah <laughs> Research documented oh, it, work
3: Yeah yeah I would do like uh, meat and potatoes Like <laughs> you're kinda, kinda,
2: I don't know It's like comedy I don't know what, it, what the genre would be It makes me think of like In one part it's easy to go like you're doing like the worst Of society and you at your worst but I'm also like It's kind of like an early John Waters movie <laughs> <laughs> Well maybe Yeah a little bit yeah, just extremely foul,
3: yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I I, uh, I I a lot of like, uh, I like a lot of like British comedy, like, and a lot of that stuff is if like, you watch like Bottom, no, oh okay, or uh, the Young Ones. Have you watch the Young Ones, yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, what was Scumbag College? <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh, and like Alan Partridge. You ever watched that? Um, oh, I think you'd really like Alan Partridge. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, just kind of,
2: uh, a lot, uh, Peep Show is another one. I, I am meaning to watch Peep Show. Oh, yeah. It's, it's in my... It's very funny. Mental cue. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just, I've watched, like, one, one or two episodes, and it's just that whole, because you the watch first the person show thing. through... Yeah. Yeah.
3: It, it takes a bit, but once you get used to it, it's kind of, it, it, it's, it's, it, you get used to it. It's like yeah. Vegemite, you know?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um... And I, I guess I'm really curious where that kind of like you talk about the TV show, mm-hmm. but I mean your your comics are, I'm presuming a fictionable, fictional, fictional yeah. Account. I'm of not. You. I'm not in prison. You know, I I uh, I
3: have friends. Uh, you know, I, women speak to me. It's, uh, things are going very well, <laughs> well for me. Well, women
2: speak to you in your comic. I just don't oh, know yeah, why they, sure they do, would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh
3: Yeah, they uh, they uh, I I kind of. Like, Eat and Eat, for example, like, I, I have, like, body image issues, and, like, I kind of, you know, see myself as big or bigger than I usually am, and, like, that was kind of my response to, like, I gained, like, 20 pounds or something, and I was feeling pretty shitty about my body, and, like, so I just, I always drew myself very fat, and then I, uh, you know, I, that skinniest I've ever been was, you know, when I was violently ill. So, uh, the punchline of it is is like I fall off a bridge and go into a coma and I waste away in a coma, you know? And that, that was the weight loss that was like a happy ending, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it, it's kind of a satire on that, I guess.
2: It's, I mean, people don't talk about that end of it of, as far as like men and body issues. So it's interesting. Well, I think
3: women have it much worse, but... Uh, yeah, I think some men can have it too, yeah.
2: I was rem- I remember reading one of Chester Brown's Patreon posts. I don't know if you follow. If I you do know. not. Chester,
3: I get sent some
2: uh, choice picks, but... <laughs> yeah, there's been some recent ones. <laughs> we don't need to no, rub rob, rob on <laughs> right now. Uh, but there, there's one I remember we talk about how he, if he's like, he can tell when he's like two or three pounds overweight. Wow. He feels fat at that point. It's really weird to me. Like, I've fluctuated a lot in my life. So mm-hmm. We all deal with it in different ways. Sure, yeah, and, yeah. And so it's interesting, like, a way... I see you as kind of, like, really extroverting it, and just, like... It's kind of the tough side of you, or the rough side. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so, it's, uh, you know... Uh... The tender side. Maybe? The tender side, sure, yeah. I, uh... I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, and, like, Scorched Earth is like kind of as a parody on dating, I guess. Uh, uh, you know, I, I I did some online dating in my day, uh, the Tinder, the okay Cupid. and uh, you know, I uh, it's it's a very weird thing, and it's I can i was just kind of looking at it from like a a perspective of, like, what's the worst man a woman could go on a date with, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. I don't know.
2: I, 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 yeah, you do some astonishing things in that book. Yeah, right? yeah,
3: yeah. I, I, I mean, I wrote, a, I wrote a long time ago. I was a lot, like, you know, uh, I look back on it, it's kind of like, I cringed at some of this stuff, you know, because I, I start I started doing that in Intruder, um I that the, the first like 50, forty the main story in it uh was serialized in the first ten issues of Intruder. And uh That's
2: the free Seattle Yeah, that was
3: newspaper. the paper we used to do. Um yeah. that uh we started in twenty twelve and it ran until just last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we decided to fold it and there's actually a new paper that just started but I'm not taking part in it. I wish yeah. them much luck. <laughs> um it's called Thick as Thieves, the new one. But uh yeah,
2: Putting that together,
3: um, I honestly don't know the guys. I think one of them works at uh, Xanadu Comics, but oh, okay. I don't really, I don't really know them. Yeah, but uh, it has some uh, some people that were an intruder. Uh, my girlfriend is a cartoonist, Hon- oh, okay. Honda. Uh, she uh, she was an intruder the last three issues, and she uh, she's gonna be in Thick as Thieves. So nice. Yeah, I'll still go to their release parties. i I'll-, <laughs> I'll drink their beer. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> um, now. In the meanwhile, between doing EDD and uh, Sports Shirt, you mm-hmm. um, worked with Denny Eichhorn. I did, yeah. And I really want to touch on that because, um, much missed, uh, Denny Eichhorn's comics, especially in the Pacific Northwest, were huge mm-hmm. for everyone in a lot of different ways. He's kind of like a local. He was a local legend. Yeah, I don't. Was that something you'd seen You're in a Buffalo? A folk hero, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, he makes himself a folk hero, certainly. <laughs> <laughs>
3: like I had, they built himself quite a legend. But uh, yeah, he uh, he didn't do any comics for like 20 years, yeah. so, and I didn't grow up with his comics or anything. Okay. But uh, uh, Max Cladfelder uh, got me into his stuff. We were thinking we were, like at half price books, and we ran across like a real smut and nice. uh yeah and i had like this amazing uh story by um sean hurley that he illustrated uh that sean hurley illustrated not dennis Eichhorn but uh that was like this really filthy story about his college days with like a town whore and like it it was rough but i mean it was really entertaining to read uh and uh and the a lot of it had a lot of like you know old cartoonists in it and i kind of started collecting them and I knew, th- I knew th- uh, Pat Moriarty uh, was still in touch with them, and he put us in touch with them. And um, that was crazy because Dennis sent me like literally a hundred pages of his football blog. And he's like, "There's some stories in there." <laughs> I had to read this. Like, I don't give a shit about football, so I, oh so I'd like sift that. through these football logs that were really long and meandering, and talking of all sorts of crazy stuff. And uh, and then I pulled out some stories that he that he was like oh I could write some strips from those yeah, and so uh, uh, then uh, we were like who are we gonna put it out we we're maybe you are gonna do like an issue of Intruder of all Dennis Eichhorn strips because I mean he didn't really have anything out since like like a Starhead Comics book that came out I think he uh,
2: he was his last big things was when he was working for Panics.
3: yeah Loonpanics which like folded in the nineties or yeah. something yeah
2: when I interviewed him for the show Um, because Colin Upton had done some stuff with him and they were...
3: Yeah, it was in his last book, Colin Upton, did a new story for it.
2: Nice. Yeah. Um, I really need to read those more thoroughly. Yeah. They're they're (laughs) in my shelves. Um, But when we interviewed him, uh, because Colin really wanted to talk to him and do an interview with him, Mm -hmm. I think at that point he was driving a blood van.
3: Yeah, yeah. I did a strip about his work in the the blood van.
2: Uh, Dressing like Dracula on Halloween? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. uh, And... And yeah, he was. You know, he's always worked so many weird, odd jobs. Yeah. And uh, so we, you know, we, we I decided I was like, well, I wanted I've been self-publishing my own comics. So I'll I'll publish a Dennis Eichhorn book, and then we did a Kickstarter, which ruined my life and interrupted comics for my life for a long time. How so? Um, Kickstarter is a lot of mailing, and uh, I also like spent a lot of money like mailing it all over the world because I didn't really understand. I was a I was really green, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing, and, uh, uh, you know, and mailing stuff, and it came out at Christmas time, so, like, dealing with the post office at Christmas, and then people were upset because it wasn't getting out of time, but it got out, it's done, I have, I have, uh, it sold pretty well, I only have about, I don't know, 200, 300 left, and, uh, you know, I I felt bad everyone got contributor copies, but, like, I had no money. (laughs) I went in the hole on that book. Um, but it, I was happy to do it, and then yeah. uh, the, the last one was put out by Last Gasp. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, I was. Like, he was like, "Do you want to do another Kickstarter?" I'm like, "No." And, uh, <laughs> and I told him he should contact Last Gasp. So I don't think I got any credit for that book or anything. Like I'm not. I don't think I'm even listed as like a editor or a, on the uh, Last Gasp one. Oh, neither. Uh, I did. Oh, produ- yeah. I did production on both, but uh, yeah, I was. I, I I. mean, I did a lot of work for that last one. It was really. I mean, Dennis is a nice guy, or he was a nice guy, but he was tough to work with on, yeah. on, on a project like that. You know? He was a bit
2: of a curmudgeon. Oh, yeah,
3: he could be. Um, I think he, you know, he, he, I don't want to, like, cast a Spurgeon on someone who's dead, you know? no. yeah, And he was always really sweet to me, and, uh, you know, he, uh, it was a big opportunity to be able to, to work with him. Uh, but, yeah, I smoked a lot of grass, and I, I got <laughs> paranoid. I'm more spot than I've ever seen someone smoke. And I think it just kind of gave him the after a little while. Yeah. But yeah. But uh, God bless him. He's up in heaven now. Yeah. <laughs> Watching football. Watching football. Drinking a brew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah, it was fun. Uh, fun
2: knowing him. He's an interesting... He's a character. It's so, like... I think it's so important that you did that book uh, and got that started because, like, it's so easy... For comics to forget, yeah, forget these folks, and he could have easily been lost to time because Noah, like that bridge with Fantagraphics was burnt so heavily back. He in the wh- he really did the he really uh, burned it pretty well. Yeah, yeah, like he he, he uh, covered it in napalm. <laughs> yeah. so <if> you <laughs> did you read that it... uh, real schmuck book? Oh my god, <laughs> that was rough stuff. And it was over something really minimal too. It was
3: that yeah. I actually it's they cover that in that. Uh, we told you so book i don't know if you got a copy of that yet uh the the fanographics uh history book
2: yeah yeah I um, yeah it. it
3: goes over it's like he was upset about the mcdonald's logo it's because he wrote this really nasty story about an heiress of mcdonald's and uh her being like this morbidly obese woman who like you know he's like well can i have sex with this woman you know and then you know it's it's just really mean-spirited and then then uh, i think uh, what is it uh was it Holly Tuttle was the illustrated that one? She was like, I don't know if I want to draw McDonald's. Like, I'd it. be sued. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so then they changed it to O'Donnell's or something. And uh, it was really obvious like McDonald's. But uh, he, he, he threw a fit about that. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Spoiled Comics his artistic in intentions. 90s. Yeah,
3: seriously. It's like,
2: now, stakes are so low. <laughs> Life is so short. The thing is, though, so, like, that's his story. And there's a lot of other folks who kind of have their like, burnt bridges over nothing yeah. in comic stories. Like, it's yeah. I love
3: the I love the Dennis Ward and the stick stick, stick boy like script. There's just some uh, oh Warden, uh, Warden. Yeah, um, just him. Like, in that book, just his his blurb in there is just like, just really nasty about Fantagraphics. It's like about movie rights about Stick Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> What's a stick boy? Baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's already done it. Yeah. I don't know the guy, I'm sure he's nice, but I don't know. It's uh it's uh it's it's much ado about nothing. I mean, I've made very little money in comics, and yeah. you know, I guess money isn't everything, but and I, I guess you spend a lot of time working on something, you take it pretty personally.
2: Yeah. No, and and that's that's it. It is your it's his it folks' babies. Yeah. It's like their creative outputs and it's such a weird view that you've kind of fallen into yeah certainly i want to talk about working on the icorn book uh and kind of getting folks in it and kind of the response from uh contributors to the book yeah
3: um well um dennis had some artists that he the first book he he had i think two strips by aaron lang that were pornographic that that got us in trouble yeah got us in trouble with the printer um, and then, uh, I, uh, I can't remember the artist's name, but he passed away in the, you know, 10 years ago, but, uh, we used a strip by that guy, but then Pat Moriarty wanted to do a strip for it, and, um, for those this was the first one, real good stuff. And, uh, then, uh, you know, Max Claude was game. I, I think I, he'd always said, like, growing up, I always wanted to do a strip for ICorn yeah. Uh, and we did it. He whined incessantly. Sorry, Max, but you did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Max and I are championship whiners. We're really great at uh, pitying ourselves while we're working on stuff. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, uh, then um, oh, who else is in the book? I, I, uh, Noah Van Sciver I contacted because I'd read it in an old colleague, an interview with him on the Daily Cross Edge.
1: Uh oh, yeah,
3: that is old. <laughs> yeah, that is old. Yeah. I mean that was that was popular right when I was getting into comics I was like I would just read that every day. And uh then uh I'd read that he really wanted to do an icorn strip, I was like, Here's your opportunity, dude, and he was game. He's If
2: it's like Seattle circa ninety two, yeah. Noah's all over that shit.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at, he that's his uh he likes he likes the old stuff. Oh yeah. And he, he was he he got his strip out so fast and did a really good job. Um, and uh, uh, who else is in it um, we got uh, Mary Fleener do a, a, a strip in a comic that was big for me because I'm a huge Mary Fleener fan she's fantastic Yeah, um, and it's just so sweet too yeah. right? really sweet to work with I I was going to go down to L.A., and I was like, how oh, can I arrange to go visit Mary? And she was like, I'll take you surf. i was like, oh, my God. But, uh, you know, when we got down there, it was just like, you know, we, we were so busy. Yeah. Uh, we stayed with, like, Tom Neely, and he uh, kept us pretty busy the entire time. And, uh, <laughs> I think she's in San Diego, isn't she? San Diego, yeah. Yeah. But I was like, can we, like, drive up there? So I would rented Mary. a car. I was thinking about it, but we just wasn't time in yeah. the future in the future one day Mary I'll, I'll surf with you <laughs> I think she has a book
2: coming out at some point
3: <laughs> I really hope so she's been drawing some stuff and it looks incredible like she's been adding a lot of like hatching to her kind of cubismo style and it looks beautiful
2: yeah I think uh, she's had stuff in uh, she has been printing some oh stuff. great
3: yeah I'll have to get the new issue great... I think uh, Frank Stack still does stuff for them I'm a huge, yeah. huge fan how of that old guy
2: how Frank Dale? oh I don't know be getting close to 80
3: yeah he's gotta be but uh i he, think he's older than Crown. yeah um. well
2: his is the the god knows is like the f- recognizes the first underground
3: oh yeah yeah the uh, Fulbert Sturgeon's uh avengers of yeah. jesus
2: <laughs> <laughs> apparently like he used the fake name because he was an art history professor
3: yeah he's always been kind of had a leg in academia yeah so um, I, can, I can imagine him getting hot water for a strip called The Adventures of Jesus when he's living in, like, Texas, you
2: know? That's true. It's weird. Although there's a lot of interesting guys that came out of Texas, too. Like. Yeah, I think
3: that's a, kind of an un, uh, unwritten thing that, like, Texas, like, was kind of an originating place for underground comics. Like, um, oh, God, help me out here. Wonder Warthog. Uh, uh,
2: Gilbert Shelton. Thank you. Yeah, he's a Texas guy. And uh, Jack Jackson.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Who's, like, the... Like, if there was someone who, like is the Texas cartoonist. Mm-hmm. Like, if Texas had an official cartoonist, it would have been Jack Jackson.
3: Yeah, and I think like te- I think part of the problem is, like, I, I have some friends that do... Have you ever heard of the Rough House anthology? Um, well, my, my friends Jillian and Brendan, uh, Jillian Rhodes, Brendan Kiefer, they're both really good cartoonists. Uh, they uh, they, uh, they were from Austin, and I went and visited them down there, and they had a, a this festival called New South, I just, I just felt like it wasn't really a comics town. There wasn't like yeah. a, uh, there wasn't like a comic book store. It didn't seem like they really took. It's not like Seattle where it's like this weird comics mecca.
2: It's really interesting how that is. Like, fifteen years ago, that wasn't Seattle. Yeah. No, like it's definitely like since you guys and the Intruder Crew, had the Short Run. Yeah. One of these like, these two things. Oh sure, yeah. Connected by a power couple.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, and it definitely feels like Seattle's blossomed a little bit, but uh, you know, I, I still feel like it's isolated from the rest of the country as far as like the dialogue. Yeah. Like uh, you know, I, I you know, Peter Bagloves up there, and actually he just moved to Tacoma. But uh, to the dome. The dome. The, oh man, we just went to a, That was an early thing we did for Intruder. We went to a monster truck rally. What? That was rad. Who went? <laughs> yeah. Uh, who went? I was like Mark Palm, uh, uh, Max, me, uh, wow, man, Aiden Fitzgerald, I think, went, uh, and Tim Miller drove us. He, he's a, he, uh, he rented a van. We all piled in the van. I it was it. really fun. And then Tim Miller did a, uh, I think, issue three or four, did a strip about the uh, truckosaurus we saw, or <laughs> a monstrosaurus. It was awesome. It was, <laughs> flame shooting out of it, crushed a car holy smokes, what a, what a,
2: what an, what an experience. I want to go to that. Oh, gotta. <laughs> um, so what do you see, uh, like Scorched Earth is collecting a lot of previous stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you been working on since then?
3: Well, um, I did, I, I, I did that, uh, the last, uh, well, the last two intruders were the epilogue and Scorched Earth. Um, but, uh, then they've been doing these strips just called autobiographical car- cartoon where it's just kind of oh I don't know, like magical realists i don't want to i hate calling it that <laughs> but like i did a strip about you uh, should get yourself like a cape when yeah. you see a <laughs> and like mr sorosky Ab- like the the weird Absolutely, yeah yeah i'm a magical realist Yeah, Do it, doing that it shows <laughs> yeah 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 i'll start drawing like Jodorowsky too <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah um, i it's kind of like rather than just beating myself up or just making myself look like the biggest schmuck in the world it's uh it's more um uh surreal like uh, i i sent you a strip about uh uh going to visit dave matthew's house and dave matthew's having a shit fetish uh (laughs) there's no actual poop uh poop in the actual strip itself that one i think ran on vice and study group uh then um I did one about a, going to the doctor, and the doctor was a duck, and the duck attacked me. That, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I like the uh, in the Dave Matthews one. You have the the weird shower room that you drew. Oh yeah, on. which is the
3: poo poo and tile. <laughs> well, that's like a weird urban legend that he has a poo thing. I, I, you know, there's a chance you could well, see it. You know, it's like Richard and Gere
2: hope... and the gerbil.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how how it got started with Dave, but. Um, I, I was happy professional. Perpetua- so yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty miserable music. He, he, I've heard he's a nice guy. Tips well, I guess. If you're a barista in town, All right. it's another Seattle guy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing right now. When right now for the for the Seattle Weekly um, about going to visit uh, uh, Kelton Sears, who gives us a lot of work. Uh, Who's that? So he's, a, he's a comics editor at uh, the Seattle Weekly. You wouldn't oh, know the yeah, name, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, he—I'm uh, uh, I'm kind of doing a strip about him, like making me do comics for the Weekly, because that's kind of what he's doing right now. But pays—you know—it's like pays better than Vice. <laughs> but uh, but uh, they—the uh, strip is about going to visit uh, uh, the Real World House, because that was actually an assignment I was going to do. He was—he really? uh, was going to uh, have me go to the Real World House and interview the cast. And like, because uh, they had like an open house thing on TV, they'd send them a press release, and I would have gone there with a press pass. And I was like, I'll only do it if I can go with Max Clotfelter. <laughs> <No, and>, uh, <laughs> <Max. laughs> yeah. Well, he's a much more like I'm. I'm. am much more concerned about uh, being everybody's buddy, you know, and like what people like. I want to make. Every, I'm always trying to make people feel comfortable. But meanwhile, Max. I mean, like I've watched. A steamroller. Yeah, I've watched that like, guy make so many crank calls. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> so I was like, he's a perfect, he's a perfect uh, comic foil because I'd be happy to draw the strip and just write him into it. Because I can be mean in writing. I can, be, I, can read, I can write the nastiest thing in the world, but, uh, but I can't say it in person. I, I, I like people <laughs> too much or something, you know? But Max, Max was like, you know, uh, it, it would have been a lot of fun. But um, unfortunately, uh, Kelton sent them a strip that Max and I had done previously for The Weekly, and we never heard back. So, so this is my revenge. This trip I'm working on right now, it, it'll probably run by the time this comes out. But uh, uh, it's uh, it's about um, how Kelton sent me to the real world house, but it's after the real world ended. So like, the, but the cast is still living there for some reason, and uh, you know, it's kind of like a Lord of the Flies because there's no cameras around or anything, and these people, <laughs> they're just kind of like uh, you know, they they. Uh, they're just they're kids, you know. They're like eighteen,
2: you know. Yeah. You got you, you watch that show and they're just like children. It's the weirdest thing in the world. You know, I'm really obsessed with reality shows. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing to watch at home with my lady is uh, British Big Brother. Okay. And it's I think like like it's Big Brother. I don't know if you ever watched. Do they have Big a toilet Brother? cam? Mm, no. Okay. The... I was looking when they have like they have like bed bed cams or toilet cams. Well, they have a bathroom cam. <laughs> not on the celebrity one but the regular one they have a bathroom cam. Okay. Uh so you'll see people making out. There's one where a guy actually like went in the bathroom uh with a blanket and took care of himself. Okay. Under the blanket. Okay. <laughs> I don't a, know why I'm, I'm sorry I'm Yeah, well I'm that way too that's interesting. Uh so I'm I'm really like we're really obsessed with the show. They have like a new episode every day. But the 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 real world, we tried watching a season, and we couldn't even get more than three episodes into it, because it's just, like, the worst of humanity, almost. Yeah. yeah. It's just, like, the, the young, the most obnoxious. Yeah. And there's no payoff on it. <laughs> it's just, like, watching pretty people live together. Yeah. Oh, man. Have you ever watched, like, the first season
3: of real world recently? It is so boring. Like, they, it's just these, like... It, it's 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 so slow. Nothing happens. Um, I guess it was, but you, you compare that to what's going now, it's like, everything's like supercharged now on, on yeah. reality television. They just hadn't really figured out the formula. You have to like have high conflict. My, my cousin was actually on a, on a reality show on MTV. Oh really? Yeah. It's called Eight and Ocean. Uh, it, it was a show about, um, models and, uh, <laughs> my, my cousin at the time was a male model living in uh, Florida and uh, living in a big house with other models on the show. And uh, yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> and they only lasted one season. It was, uh, it was, sorry, Teddy, if you're listening to this, it wasn't very entertaining to watch the show. I love you to pieces though. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, you know, it was just it was models. It really wasn't a point. to It was just these pretty people that were living together and they just had like kind of squabbles. They weren't even big squabbles or anything, but yeah, and they just were trying to make it as models
2: any of the MTV reality shows that worked mm-hmm. only worked because something went wrong, I think. This is how it went to reality shows. Yeah, yeah, like, okay. I've watched the Kila Tequila Tequila.
3: <laughs> you ever watched the one about Sister Wives? The, this... I,
2: no, I didn't. Oh, God. Didn't.
3: <laughs> I watched a lot of that shit when i am drawn. Like, I put the trashiest trash on uh, on, like, a laptop and just, like, while, while I'm working. It's just nice to have people talking. Yeah. yeah I, I, like, Bar Rescue, you ever watched that one? What's it? Uh, it's called. It's kind of like Kitchen Nightmares, the Gordon Ramsay show, but it's called Bar Rescue. It has this like orangutan who like screams at people's faces and thinks he knows everything about bars. And he's uh, uh, John Taffer. Uh, he's like this nightmare man. And then you watch him on television. He's the most weird-looking guy, and he just—he looks like his whole body's rotoscoped. Like his head's kind of disassociated. Oh, weird. oh yeah, man. I'm gonna watch. He's this. gonna have his own night show too on Spike TV, a really high-quality network. Oh god, Spike yeah. TV is like if it's, there's
2: anything sponsored by Red Bull. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's it's the energy drink of television. It's like it's like watching an energy drink. See, I, and they have the, the announcer's like, next on Spike TV, you know? <laughs> TV
0: for men. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah, it's a real chest thumping network. I love it. <laughs> I love just tuning into pure testosterone.
2: It's so funny, too, because, like, I, my other cultural intakes, I'm super snobby. Like, we're talking about music. Both of us are pretty snobby at our music. I oh, think. absolutely. Like,. I'll be like a jerk to someone if I don't like their music. Whoa. <laughs> well, if if it's in a situation where I'm being forced to listen to it and it's really abysmal, like and I know we don't have to listen to that. Mm-hmm. Like if it's just something. Oh, I, I mean, enjoys, I, have, I have like I have like hard
3: reactions if i if, if if bad music is on. But I yeah. try not to. I try not to
2: judge people by their taste. You know. If yeah, no, try not to judge by the taste. It's yeah, two different things. Like yeah. you can enjoy what you want to enjoy. Sure. But like if we're going on a road trip and you want to put on Dave Matthews Band, we'll just yeah. use that as an example. I will. I will break.
3: Yeah. So you got to put on a Cluster with a K and really crank that. <laughs> you know I've got it. Oh, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I, Let's I, just I, listen
2: to a bunch of German poetry with the sound of yeah <laughs> an industrial. I guess it's machine like religious
3: poetry. Them. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh I if, if we could talk about rock all day then. <laughs> I don't mind that, but yeah. I don't know how people would <laughs> feel. Listeners might uh, be interested in that. But uh, <laughs> but uh yeah. I think my music choices is going to be like I think Tequila Tequila has an album might be that
2: sure. Yeah. She does. <laughs> I'm sure she does. She does. She she did appear at the uh, gathering of the Juggalos one year, but she got booed off stage. Yeah, that was
3: rough. That was kind of sad. Um, yeah. Those the Juggalos weren't nice to her. I think she's pretty horrible,
2: though. Let's just be honest. Yeah, I don't um, think
3: she, I mean, nobody deserves to have a bottle
2: thrown at them. No, but you did see the photos of her doing like the the Nazi salute.
3: Oh, she's gone. She's off a rocker now. Um, yeah. I, I follow her on Facebook uh, for a while. <laughs> And like she was talking about like you know astral projections, and all of a sudden it slowly took this like weird fascist turn. I was like, oh god, <laughs> it's got to be drugs or something. I don't know. Tequila, Tequila, if you're listening, I'm I'm sorry. To <laughs> I like say to such an ass. I, I I I she might be an ex-Duds fan. Who knows? God, uh, I hope not.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean,
3: yeah, you're right. Not what does that
2: say about your talk? <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. Oh, if she's listening in for this, Tequila Tequila, please stop with the neo-Nazi stuff. That I don't. I'm not a neo-Nazi. I don't. Agree with that lifestyle or worldview. I think it's awful. Um, and yeah, I guess she's. We don't have to talk politics, though. No. Right no, now, politics in, are so bleak and you, so sad.
2: You're up in Vancouver? Yeah, you I might just stay here.
3: Can I just sleep in this office? That seems pretty cozy. You see all yes. the
2: pillows we have in the window yeah, there?
3: I could sleep on the dog
2: bed. There we go. I'll use the dog bed as a pillow. Yeah. They're actually tables, they're specifically tables for folks with disabilities, so uh-huh. they can't. Uh, hold on to something.
3: Okay Those are? Yeah. Oh, okay yeah. Oh, I see. For putting in your lab Yeah. I see. Yeah,
2: sorry I didn't describe it well.
3: Oh, uh, no worries I would say, yeah, they're um, I could use that. I could sleep yeah. on that there we Absolutely. Go. We'll just set a whole bunch I, of them along Yeah, we're, we're gonna, we're screwed We're down there, man. Oh my god it's, I, feel, I feel like a world away in, the, in Seattle you know, it's not in, you know, we're in this like liberal bubble, but yeah. Uh, it, I, I was in a show, um, in Eastern Washington, um, the alternative sh- comic show in, uh, Washington State University. It was a great show. It had like, uh, Max was in it, Jim Woodring, um, uh, uh Dave Lasky, J- uh, Peter Bag. Uh, it was a real big honor. They actually had a big mural for it, but like oh. dra- driving across the country, so, like, or, like driving Spokane across the state, Uh, no, um, Oh Christ! Oh Pullman, Washington. Oh, right. It's next to I- Moscow, Idaho. It's it's mm. on very eastern Washington, as east as you can get.
2: You don't get much more on corn than Moscow, Idaho. Oh
3: no, yeah. <laughs> uh And actually, to go there, it like kind of made sense uh, to actually visit the town. Yeah. But uh yeah, but driving across the state, just like Trump, 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 Trump on every. It's like I was like I've never seen a Trump sign until, and going back going back to Buffalo, I saw a lot of a lot of Trump signs and. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. Well, we were in Columbus for the... Oh, yeah, yeah. ...the comic. Yeah, before crossroads. the world ended, yeah.
2: <laughs> Even there, it felt weird.
3: Yeah. Like... In Columbus? Yeah. I actually grew up about uh, 30 minutes from Columbus in Springfield, oh, okay. Ohio. Um, I was born in Buffalo, grew, lived in Springfield for 15 years, and that was such a sh- shitty town. Now it's like taking It's like all small cities. Are, it's like meth land, you know? It's like everyone's doing, doing meth. And, uh, it wasn't, like, that at the time. At the time, it was just a very conservative town until I left. And then, like, after I left, like, heroin was really big there. And it just, it, these towns are just getting, like, decimated.
2: I remember I visited El Columbia in his hometown. And we drove around, and he was just pointing out all the old, uh, factories and stuff. And just, like, how fucked up shit was oh, yeah. there. And it's just, it's like... Uh...
3: I mean, you can kind of understand where, you know, people are coming from that they want, you know... it's Obviously, Obama didn't work for them, but their answer yeah. was <laughs> that wasn't the, the right answer. They, they I, I feel like people, America just got like duped. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But he, he, he's neither here nor there. That's, yeah.
2: It's we don't want to make this dated. Uh, a, yeah. Right. <laughs> <I think> a, <laughs> Meanwhile, someone's downloading this, and the world is burnt down. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, oh fuck, I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> well,
3: yeah, That's sad. It's yeah. just sad.
2: I do wonder about being a creative person. Uh, and how this kind of permanent state of existential crisis mm-hmm. affects you creatively
3: yeah well i I changed what a strip I've been working on for a while'm I'm, I'm working on a new book that I want to have out for TCAf uh, called the the Van Duzen Files. It's going to be all those autobiographical cartoons and I changed the ending of the one that the, the big story and it's gonna be a big 15 page strip in there. Um, and, uh, I changed, I changed, I changed the ending. I don't, I don't give anything away, but it's, it's an immediate reaction to, to the, uh, to Trump getting elected. So get ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, it's a very bleak thing. I'm sorry. Hey man, whatever. (laughs) It's, it's, it's our world, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, look at where we ended up. We didn't want to be here. No,
3: nobody wants to be here. Uh, (laughs) Did you just write the word fuck? What is no, that? that's his t Oh, T-caf, okay. Horrible Oh, that's all good. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: fuck you, Tom.
3: Well, that'd be a really subtle, little passive-aggressive, that'd be a very Seattle way to say fuck you. Just, just, just like, write it down on a piece of paper while you're talking to me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just, like, hand it across. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Oh my god! Yeah, I wasn't used to passive aggressive. In Buffalo, I was just used to aggressive, aggressive. You know.
2: Oh no! You're in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, we're
3: just uh, people were kind of freaked out that I was like honking at them and stuff. You know, <laughs>
2: when I was I, driving around. I was wondering, um, like, doing the online dating. The experiences compare between Buffalo. Well, I never did it
3: in Buffalo. It okay. really wasn't
2: popular when I was there.
3: Um, I was a nut for a while. I was, uh, I was going on like two dates a week when I was interning at Fanographics. I, my life at the time was really nutty. Uh, How old were
2: you when you moved to Seattle? 20, uh,
3: 23 when I moved. Um, and I'm 31 now. Well, okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was like, you know, I was, it was such a new thing. And, like, people would just go on dates with me. And it was interesting. It was just a weird thing. Yeah. I, I did that for a few months. And then I kind of petered out. And, uh, you know, I... I I uh, I have a girlfriend now. That's nice. <laughs> I don't miss it. You know, weird To feel lonely is a weird thing. You know, uh, and and uh, I was kind of like dealing with, especially in Seattle where I was kind of new to it. Uh, and uh, you know, it was it was fun to meet people. I I like meeting people. I, I actually it, it was fun to date. To, to to it was a you know it was a different experience every time and to meet somebody. I have a lot of weird bad experiences. Yeah. But uh, it it was it was interesting
2: at the very least. It's so funny the internet. It changed dating. <laughs> well, it's funny because people tend to think like, a lot of guys in my age group they get to my age. I'm thirty eight now, mm-hmm. thirty nine next month. Getting real old. Happy happy almost birthday. Yeah, fuck. Um, and guys in my age group that have been long term relationships. Kind of, I see a lot breaking up. Cause like, At your this, age? Yeah, and it's like this promise of like dating on the internet And I'm like, it doesn't look enjoyable Yeah, It doesn't look like an easy thing It's oh, not golly, like this it's unlimited not. pool of women That are interested in You know, a middle-aged guy Who left a long-term relationship Yeah because he thought the pastors were greener yeah yeah yeah.
3: Well, they can look forward to talk about the pastor relationship yeah i went on a few dates where i just talked about a girlfriend that just broke it up with me that's always great date fodder man oh, said maybe i shouldn't have been dating at the time i think that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of the long and short of it i was just kind of like depressed and like you know looking for something yeah uh i've had good experiences through I, I i had a long-term relationship with uh with someone from it um not like my girlfriend now is a cartoonist i know her through the comic circle yeah. so and uh, she's super cool <laughs> I'm sure she's gonna listen to this ha- honda you're fantastic <laughs> all these online dating ladies
2: nothing compares Dude, I just want to sing some Prince Now or something. No. I, no? No karaoke? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, karaoke? I, I, uh, no one wants to hear me
3: sing. You sure, Tom? Positive. You sure? <laughs>
2: <laughs> if Jack was here, she would.
3: Oh, if Jack loves me. to hear me sing, I, I do lots of, uh, I, Jack and I did a ton of karaoke together. And I used to do, uh, you know the Kinks, uh, the song Autumn Almanac? I know the King's but I Don't know if I it's, know a, that song. It's, a, it's a single they did. It's a great song. Yeah, yeah. but it's the goofiest ass song ever, and it's like it's always on karaoke list for some reason. Nobody's really heard of it, and and uh, and uh, yeah, Jack had never heard it. And I think her and Alexa both said like, yeah, we don't know the uh, we don't know that song, but we know you singing it. You know, Cause that was, yeah. It was my it was my signature track.
2: Nice, nice. I, I, I can't do public singing. Really? No. Oh,
3: man, it's the best. It's the biggest no. charge. No, I'm, too, <laughs> I'm very
2: shy in that way. What's up, fingers, you, once they're
3: up there, you never even tried it?
2: You ever done the closed box karaoke? Like, I've done that with friends. Okay. Like a room with friends where I know everyone, and I can, you know, I think the last time I did that, I did, uh I might have done Into Club by 50 Cent.
3: Okay. Oh, God. The Rap songs are impossible
2: <laughs> Yeah No they are
3: I, I remember th- doing like I was like really drunk And I was like oh, I'll do Will Smith And it was like Oh Will Make Smith is a style. very talented man Who knows how to rap And I'm just like some doofus Who can't keep up And I'm like The heat is on
2: Welcome to Miami Well I think at least with 50 Cent You kind of just like Yeah Yeah it's very monotone 50 Cent Yeah I've yeah, got shots but, but rap you times. really have to know it, and then
3: there's the trouble with some of the language. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I,
2: I, I would be selective in the in the words I would use. Certainly, I would use all of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Certainly. Um, yeah, I did a. I once we had this weird loft apartment that was with my mother in law's, and we did a karaoke party there, and it was insane. Yeah. That's
3: good. Oh man, uh, at the at the last house, uh, Tony Young uh, just last uh, last uh, how was it uh, September. Um, I I just got back in from Pullman where Max Max and I just spent three days painting that mural, and uh, we flew back and then it was Tony's birthday and Tony had gotten uh, a karaoke guy to actually come and set up. A, like he's a guy who goes around town in Seattle at bars and does karaoke, and he hired him to do it in the house. And I was so tired, and like, and there was a you know, huge party when I got there, and like, you know, I, 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 my bedroom was right above the karaoke box, and like, I was like, "Happy birthday, Tony!" I had like two beers, talked to some people, I just like went upstairs and went to bed. I somehow slept through the entire thing. And it was like I remember like the floor shaking below me, and still being able to sleep. I was that tired. Comic shows can
2: tire you out. What's that? Comic shows can tire you out. Yeah, well,
3: painting a mural like that was insane. Yeah. Like it, it was huge. It was like cool. ten feet it. tall. It Was this being Max? Oh wow! And uh, it was kind of paint by numbers. We did flat colors, um, and we had pre mixed the colors. They we actually just gave them um, we gave them colors uh, like to pre mix. Yes, yeah, swatches, and uh, and they they had them ready, and we just pretty much it was very mechanical. They had a projector, and we just traced. But that was just manual labor for you know. Yeah. We worked like we worked like ten hour days. It was
2: exhausting. So you and Max are real tight.
3: We're good buds. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, do you find you work off each other creatively? Because you do very different work.
3: Yeah, um, we kind of do. Our, I, I think
2: at this point we're both pretty uh,
3: set in our ways as far as writing and drawing. Uh, yeah. Max Max uh, works best, I think, autobiographical uh, in doing kind of these really surreal like dreamscapes you know kind of yeah. he does kind of both and also a thick black line yeah 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 and you know i'm trying to cut down on my hatching and like uh uh I'm, i've kind of adopted more of a clear line style um and but i mean i i talk to him all the time about comics and i talk uh and you know he, he's someone i bounce ideas off of him a lot and he's kind of told me how like how how to be a, a comic book gentleman and <laughs> and how, you know appropriate behavior to uh, for, for for being a cartoonist I guess. Uh,
2: how does it even be nowadays.
3: Um. Well, just you know, easy on the bragging. You know, be aware of what you're saying. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. But yeah, and you know, he uh, and he's always wanting to bust my beans. You know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I like that. he uh, he's he he uh, tells me going to be an asshole. Good guy, <laughs> Max. Max, love you, buddy. Um, good man. He's a good guy, and uh, he's also a lot of fun to go to shows with. Um, I've, I've traveled all over the country with him. Nice. And uh, yeah, he's shared a bunch of hotel rooms. Is he gonna
2: come to TCAF with you?
3: Not to TCAF. No, um, that's gonna be uh, I think uh, Jillian and Brennan who do that Roughhouse anthology. Oh, okay. So it's a beautiful risograph anthology. I'm. I think I'm gonna have a strip for it in the next one as well.
2: What kind of stuff is it? Um. Uh.
3: What kind of stuff is in it? Yeah. I, uh, rough I house. know I did a strip for the last one. Um. I did a strip for that uh, one about vaping. Uh, that was originally in Roughhouse. <laughs> uh. And that was that's in Scorched Earth. Oh, uh, vaping. Oh yeah, certainly very cool look. Uh. Now it's like done to death. When it, it was a little fresh when I drew when I drew
2: that strip. <laughs>
3: But, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's got, uh, and Jillian and Brennan are both great cartoonists, and a lot of, a lot of Texas people, they, they printed it out of Texas. They had, like, three risograph machines, and there's this guy, Alex Webb, who's, like, a risograph guru, who, uh, and it's this, like, thick, hardbound book that's all printed riso, mm. and, like, they, do, they said you can do as many colors as you want. Wow. And Yeah. i going to take a look at this. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they'd send you a copy. Uh, do you want another comic book in your life?
2: <laughs> I, I I never say no, but I'm like I'm weird. Like I'm not the guy that like walks around the show. Like, can you give me a copy? Yeah, certainly. People are like, no, you should just do this. Say say who you are. I'm like, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, everyone knows who you are. Yeah, no. Just still, wear just wear that shirt. I'm still anonymous. Like in in the Pacific Northwest most folks know because like i've been going to the shows long enough i know most of you guys personally sir sure. not deep personal yeah you know we haven't <laughs> had like deep heart to hearts but like a lot of the folks know me up here yeah but like in the east coast a lot of folks have no clue yeah like they know who the, sh- the show is but they don't know the face right 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 the magic yeah
3: absolutely <laughs> magic man
2: um on that note thank you for coming and joining hey me absolutely robin that was a lot was a of fun, lot of fun. <laughs> hope I, I hope I wasn't
3: too high energy for the comic book audience.
2: I hope the interview makes sense for folks. Uh, <laughs> I kind of went in a bunch of million different directions, and so we didn't really talk comics very much. God bless you. It was a fun a fun talk. There we go. A reminder, folks, I'm talking to Tom Van Dusen, and his latest book is Scorched Earth from Kilgore Books, as well as you can find Eat, Eat, Eat from Tom, wherever for, he po- is. From Poochie Press. Poochie Press. And He's I'll great. have a new book uh, called The Van
3: Dusen Files of TCAF. Guarantee laugh a minute. You're going to love it. People how are going to love it. How many minutes does it take to read the book? Wow, <laughs> oh, man, upwards of t-
2: 10, 10 minutes. So 10 maybe? laughs. 10, 10 laughs. 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 Oh, and no, man, there's three laughs a page. Wow. Yeah, three laughs a page. I think you're, you're underselling yourself. I think you're looking at a good five, six laughs five, a minute. Six, that's six panels. That's a laugh every panel. <laughs> you're psychotic, and you, and, you're really,
3: uh, <laughs> and you love to giggle. My stuff's for you. It's a, it's a, it's a giggle factory. <laughs> Thank you so much Goodbye Tom. everybody
1: El nacimiento de un mundo se aplazó por un <laughs> momento Fue un breve lapso <laughs> del tiempo Del universo un segundo Sin embargo parecia que todo se iba a acabar con la distância mortal que separó nuestras vidas, realizavam la labor de desunir nossas mãos e fazer parado a subir encontrado se na aportar no vidas e quem garante que a história Numa beira de estrada Ou numa estação ele pode alcançar a escuridão de outras costas e vai fez que se achar ¿Cómo está?